1: Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business. And friends, like my good friend, and I know you guys have missed her. Miss Neely Piazza is here today. What's up, news? Not much. I'm sitting on the couch with three dogs in my lap. Always, you always would be doing that, you know, Brian. He, he'll say, "Was that a replay? Did you do a replay?" Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I
2: do- that. Well, that's always where I am when we're talking, and I got one of on my feet. And
1: <laughs> hey, another thing that we don't want to comply on, Neels, and um, <laughs> is fixing kibble. So, Doctor, yeah, J- that's,
2: di- <laughs> oh my god, that ah, I can't even believe that.
1: I don't, I don't know what to think. I mean, Doctor Jason and I were just appalled because basically, and you agree, my respect
2: with- for that company just plummeted. Well, I know the problem is they've
1: got a couple of products
2: that are really really good. Yeah,
0: that we
1: really like. And so we're like, you know, what do you do?
2: I don't know. I guess you abandon what you can and keep what you can't replace until you can replace it. But there are a couple that I don't think we have a good replacement for yet.
1: Right, right, right. Um, Because basically what they're saying is Kibble's crap we know kibbles crap but they've been saying that forever you know it's, not it's like they it's
2: like they it, haven't well, been saying it,
0: it
2: it's like i said about the other group that shall not be named you can't take something toxic and make it not toxic by adding something that on top of it that is good that doesn't take away the toxicity we're being it doesn't co- make it any better, and all it does is encourages people to go ahead and feed the toxic crap, which is completely unacceptable. I'm sorry, but it's unacceptable.
1: Right. We're talking in code.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, people know who we're talking. What we're talking about.
1: <laughs> we're talking in code. People are like, I'm going to figure what they're saying. Um. But yeah, it's it's it is disturbing. And and Jacek, like you, was saying, look, I mean.
2: i know it makes you speechless doesn't it
1: it just makes me furious it's do we need another excuse to feed kibble because i'm telling you i know when um folks are trying to go down that route well what is there a kibble i can no
2: don't ask
1: me i'm a raw dog food company if i i'm not a pet food store so what pet food stores
0: do is they sell it all yeah. They sell well, it
2: all. Here, here's the bright spot that I see. What is it? So there's no way on God's green earth that mm-hmm. either one of us will ever feed any of our dogs kibble, right? Right. So if the predictions that they're making about supply chain and killing all the cows and making making meat inaccessible and you know all that stuff that the um powers that shouldn't be are trying to make happen that the more people that are feeding kibble is more meat for us
0: that'd be true but so, but
1: but Niels, what if they go in like they did with the avian flu BS and they start calling all the cows?
2: Well, they're already saying that's what they're going to do. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, there will always be some way to get meat somehow. But the uh-huh. more people that are... Shoot.
0: Learn to shoot. The harder
2: it will be to find. So, you know, there's that bright spot.
1: I did a podcast this week on... You know, Apoquil and the cyto uh, side effects. Cyto point. Well, I didn't really talk about cytopoint. point. Uh, just every time I say Apoquil, cyto point comes out of my mouth as well. But Apoquil about, you know, the jacks, the 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 way that it shuts down the communication, you know, the cell communication and in the immune system and everything else. And it's like, you know, all of these side effects. And this is the way that dogs get in trouble. This is the way that pet parents end up with very sick dogs because yeah, then you of, have, of and... crap Go like ahead. kibble fixer. Well, crap like kibble fixer. I mean, okay. So let me ask you a question. Can't <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to ask you this. I know the answer, but the the question's going to be, is there enough in the kibble fixer to override the crap in the kibble is a little no. bit of poison with a lot of good. Good enough.
2: <laughs> you, you mean a lot of poison with a little bit of good? There you go. No, no. There's you, it. It doesn't make it any less toxic.
1: Even if you want it to in your mind.
2: You, yeah. You know, you can like try to mind meld that kibble as much as you want, but it ain't gonna happen. That stuff's dead, it ain't hearing you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, okie doke. But you know what they did? You know what they did? They, they
0: look,
2: it looks like they took all their supplements, mixed them all up, and put them in a bag. (laughs) It does look like vomit, um,
1: but. What they did was listen out there in the community and people are like, how do I fix my kibble? And they're like, that's a great name. Let's call it Kibble Fixer and we'll make a gazillion.
2: Yeah. I'm real disappointed. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been, I've been disappointed for a while, but that one was the kicker. That one is just. I, kicked, I can't kicked me right I in the can't.
1: sphincter. It did kicked me in the sphincter, knocked me on my sphincter.
2: I and know you were screaming about it. The second you text, you you emailed me before the, the email that they sent out even got to me. Somehow you got yours first. I'm Jacek, like, Holy crap.
1: No, Dr. Jason <laughs> sent it to me first. She was like, and then, and then she immediately did a sub stack on it. And uh, she, she was just like, Oh my. Yeah. Well, here's another one I want to talk about that is a kick in the sphincter. Uh, this, This I didn't really know about, but I will say I know about it from another aspect. Okay, so sometimes, and I don't even know if it's when dogs get on raw or not. However, people will send us an email and say, ever since I've been feeding raw, my dog's urine is killing my grass. How do I stop that? I'm like, well, don't let him pee on the grass, I guess. But
2: the older the older version of, uh, uh, or the one that I've seen more, more often is called Lawn Saver. And it's been around forever. We had people come in the kennel with those um, all the time. And I always threw them out. I never would give them because I can't bring myself to to do that. I mean, you know, is your dog more important or is your lawn more important? Well, I mean, and the only way that it, the only, the only way that it does anything, you, it almost always has to be a female dog and they pretty much have to go in the same place multiple times, you know, consistently in the same place. So either re put, put like a pee area in that place they like to go or don't let them go in the same spot every time don't be messing with the ph of your dog's urine that you end up that's you'll end up with bladder stones you'll end up with utis you'll end up with um it changes the whole composition of the urine it um you know it changes the uh ammonia output it changes the nitrogen output all that kind of stuff so if it's not coming out it's staying in Those are urea and um, ammonia are things that are supposed to come out. I don't understand how anybody would think that messing with your your dog's molecular um, output in the way that the physiology works, especially the pH, in an area that is so sensitive to pH is a good idea how is that a good idea well in in what in whose world is that a good idea
0: i'm not
1: certain but i don't think they look at it that way right because honestly i think this pet parent uh they don't do the vaccines they don't do a lot of the toxic stuff they really are wanting the best for their pet and so well don't uh, give that stuff. Right. So she was asking me about this, and I said, Well, wouldn't that change your dog's pH?
2: That's exactly what it does. It says it on the label. There's even a warning on the labels saying if you accidentally give your dog too much or if he gets into the can, take him to the emergency vet immediately. And it also says keep out of reach of children and animals. That's not a safe product. <laughs>
1: You better reach when you read that, probably want to reach for it and throw in the trash. but, um, she honestly, when I said
2: that, she said, "Oh gosh, i
1: that's a good question,
2: and f y i it doesn't have anything to do with raw because um, you know, that product has been around in one version or another." for years and kibble dogs um you know been used with kibble dogs so if it just showed up when she started feeding raw then there was something really messed up with her dog's urinary system to start with that raw fixed
1: do you think that a dog should not be burning up grass in their urine
2: well, if they pee in the same spot consistently, the grass is going to die. You know, the answer is if if either don't let them go in the same spot consistently, like I said, or like cats, you know, a lot of times you just have, whether you, regardless of where you want the litter box, the cat's going to go where it wants to go. So just put the litter box there if you don't want your floor to warp. So, you know... <laughs> if you're gonna have animals you have to make a few concessions you know they they it's only fair i mean they depend on us for absolutely everything we control every aspect of their life you know give them a little give them a little grace give them a little freedom let them make some decisions or to you know um teach them how to make different decisions that they think is their idea. I don't know, (laughs) but a a yellow spot in your yard is not worth what it's going to do. The, the potential harm that it's going to do to your dog's um, urinary system. I get it. That that wouldn't not necessarily be the first thing that somebody would think of, but once you hear it, 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 a light bulb should go off and you should be like, Oh yeah, that's probably not a good idea. You know? It's not, not that I think everybody should come up with that immediately on their own, but once you've been, it's been brought to your attention, you should be like, oh yeah, I need to do something different. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and again, these water systems, these type of products that jack with the dogs, natural pH, kibble, jacking with your dogs. Yeah. pH. pH yeah it, it, it's not it's not what you want to do right Mm-mm. right 100 okay. all right so we've two down two <laughs> products or <right>? two two <laughs> products right there by golly by gosh that uh we don't want to be giving dogs but you know what neely there's more bad products on the market i can tell good then good
2: yeah. i would agree with that
1: you're just like You know, because you, you, you know, once uh, I we were talking about this kibble fixer and you and I've been on the hunt for some other really good products. Now I want to, I want to ask you, and I don't want to talk about what product it's in, but I want to talk about why you don't like this ingredient in the product. Tameric. Okay. What is your, what is your deal with Tameric? Because you know that's everywhere people are like oh i give my dog turmeric for its joints and i'm like okay so okay.
2: let's talk about um to start with uh, well okay we'll do turmeric first and then we'll then we'll move on to the other part um okay. so the vast majority of people have heard me talk about energetics before you know every being has uh you, you know Um, basic energetic traits you know they're either warm or hot or cool or cold or um, damp or dry what what about
1: dragon ass because that's what i am today
2: (laughs) yeah um (laughs) i think that's a lack of energetics there um (laughs) so but the vast majority of dogs are on the warm end of the spectrum they just just are because of um environmental factors because of what they're eating because of um the amount of processing that goes on the you know all that stuff they may not be naturally on the warm end of the scale but to life being what it is today the things they're exposed to and have to deal with it makes them lean more towards the warm side and that's you know that's just in. That's just most dogs, not all dogs. Obviously, there's there's others, and you know I'm just saying. Um, and turmeric is a warming herb, so if you have a warm dog that's inflamed, you know they say it's anti-inflammatory. Well, yeah, in some cases, and in, in in general, and in some instances, that's true. However, if you have a hot, inflamed dog. And you feed it a warming herb, you're exacerbating the problem. So unless you have a neutral to cool leaning dog, don't introduce turmeric to it. The other part to that is, and I don't, you know, I, I don't know how completely true this is, but you know, turmeric first came on the scene, um, in, in the form of golden paste, which most people that make golden paste use turmeric, coconut oil and cracked black pepper because supposedly mm-hmm. fat and pepper or pepperine makes the turmeric more absorbable and more effective. OK, so and I don't know how much of that is actually true. I've not really looked into it, but that was the general consensus um, amongst the the. The community and dog world and people world, too, for that matter. And if you think about it, when people use it, when it's used as a spice like it should be in food, it is always accompanied by those two things. So, you know, that sort of makes sense. But so people were making golden paste with coconut oil, which, you know, some people are in favor of, some people not in favor of, some people don't care one way or the other. I don't particularly care one way or the other um, but pepper is inflammatory to the gut lining, and if you have any kind of weakness or um or if the the gut is compromised in any way, the pepper is going to tear it up, so again, you're exacerbating your problem. Hmm. so unless you have specific set of circumstances don't use it
1: okay what are the specific circumstances that you would use it well neutral dog cool dog ne- neutral not, not cool in, dog, not inflamed
2: yeah without any inflammatory issues which is kind of if basically people use it for joint inflammation right? right so you automatically have inflammation so there's there's some instances where um well you can use it as a um a warming you know if you have a cold dog or a real very yin damp cold older a compromised dog you can you can add turmeric and help warm them up you can use it in that respect um, but as far as using it as a um, a joint supplement there's way more things way, out there way more that are more that are more appropriate in, for in general that way. don't have the same same types of issues that turmeric has
1: Way mo better, so let's talk right. about the the mo better
2: supplements
1: um for joints for joints that you're like, all right, don't do don't do the tumer well let me let me stop right here. first of all, I think it's difficult for pet parents to know whether their dog is damp, whether their dog is cold, whether their dog is hot, whether they're ying they're and' I mean they don't know. It's hard well, to that's tell. That's why
0: they need to talk to me.
1: That is correct so, and Mundo at wholeanimalwellness.com. <laughs> I mean, com.
2: That's, that's <laughs> why I took all those years of TCVM and uh, uh, uh um the energetics course and all that stuff. That's why I took all that. Um, but I mean in general, you know, if I, if you're it, you can look at them and tell if they're like on an ex- on an extreme and if that's normal or, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, if they seek out warmth. And they uh, are always want to be in the sun, they always want to be in the heater vent, um, they want to be under the covers, that kind of stuff, then they're Cool.
0: Cool dogs. Okay. Gotcha. All right. If
2: they're, you know, if they're, um, pant, if they pant a lot, if their tongue is dark, if they, um, can't stand to be, you know, to have another dog next to them or to be covered up or to be snuggled up next to you or, you know, if they have to, lay belly down on the tile or something like that, then they're warm. Okay. Just basic, basic stuff like that. I mean, there's a whole lot more to it than that, but just kind of in general,
1: that'll get you going in the right direction. And then you can talk with Neely
2: <laughs> All right. gives you an idea of kind of what the, what the premise is anyway.
1: All right. So what in lieu of things that have turmeric in them, turmeric, turmeric, tomato, tomato, Potato
2: potato. I don't know. Okay. For for joints, you mean specifically yeah. for joints? Yeah. What do we do there? So to um to keep to keep joints healthy and to um help joints that are that need to Need help repairing themselves, you have to nourish them with what joints need, right? Mm-hmm. so what are joints made out of? Joints are made out of collagen and cartilage and structured water and um things like that, right so mm-hmm. um like feeds like so um feed them joints, so knuckle bones, um chicken feet, duck feet, um Patellas. Yeah, patellas.
1: You, you like patellas? Those We've would, ha- those would be good. Yeah, we we have those. Those every time those come in, they like go. They ch- sell ch- out. Ch- yeah. they're gone. People
0: love them. They're well, great.
2: And bone, you know, do bone broth with the best way to get collagen um, in a super easy absorbable way is just to make bone broth, um, but people a lot of people think that um bone broth is just like long bones but you have to put something that is collagenous in it to get it out right so use use long bones and then feet i like duck feet a lot because um because of the webbing so there's even more to it And then you need to put apple cider vinegar in there to draw all this stuff out. But then you get the, you know, the minerals from the bone, the collagen from the feet and all the other good stuff that goes with bone broth. So that's real, that's good for, well, collagen is good for everything. I mean, it's good for skin and hair and gut lining and joints and all that stuff. So that's like a, huge bang for your buck there and it's easy to make
1: all right so i need you to settle a little argument okay a differing of opinion between me and my husband okay Uh-oh. so dr cowan told me that if he wanted to heal the mouth ulcers okay
2: i thought you said the Merck's soul was helping
1: did it yes, stop helping? It 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 did, but you know he's doing other things too, and something is going on. Something is causing that, and I don't know what it is. Stress. But, I'm not stressing him.
0: <laughs> I didn't say you were.
1: <laughs> but Doctor Cowan said, "Do bum breath." Okay, easy mm-hmm. enough. Like just mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, because he's saying that when that collagen gets thin it starts to separate and that's when you see these see the I, ulcers,
2: yeah. 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 I was on that call when you asked that. Yes, you were. That. And
1: so he goes out and he gets beef broth. No. I said, honey, that's not bone broth. He said, yeah, it's the same thing. I said it's not. No, it's not. It's
0: and not anywhere close to the same I, that's thing. That's what
1: I said. That's what I said. But you can't be a coach in your own house. I said so Keep on with the daggum ulcers in your mouth if you ain't going to listen to me.
2: Well, and store-bought bone broth isn't really going to... I I have not ever had any store-bought bone broth that was rich in collagen. You have to make it yourself. I
1: really need to get a recipe from you and post it. And I really need to get a recipe and make it.
2: I you mean, wanted a recipe right now? It's real short. It's super easy. You write it down and post it.
1: I got it. Let's go. You ready? Okay.
2: So you you use this way I do it, you use um marrow bones. So take your take your slow cooker, whatever size you have, cover the bottom with either marrow bones or knuckle bones, either one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, put again it depends on the size of your crock pot, put a pound to a pound and a half of duck feet or chicken feet on there. Okay. okay? And then cover it to the fill line with filtered water. Okay, and then put again. This depends on the size of your crock pot. Um, put like two to five tablespoons of raw apple cider vinegar, the good kind, like Bragg's, for example.
0: Okay, and
2: then um, you can put you can put vegetables in there if you want to. Um, I I will put like um raw granite garlic if I have some. That's a good thing to add in there. So, it's gonna be, um. It's gonna
0: taste kind of vinegary. Right. But
2: well, if you use it in something else rather than trying to drink it, I mean, it tastes fine. I think it tastes fine. I when I tore my knee up, I made some for me and it tastes fine but put it put it in the in the crock pot on low for 24 ish hours okay um turn it off and fish all the fish all the bones out fish everything out of it let it cool and usually the those bones don't really have enough fat in them for there to be anything but you know if anything comes up to the top then just skim it off and then you'll be left with um a real loose consistency jello you know it'll be gelled but it's not like aspic hard it's loose i just put it in the refrigerator and then you know for the dogs you just put it on top of their food but if you're gonna do it yourself um it's usually it, well, like I said, I just heated it up and had it that way. But um, you just
1: drink it. You just heated it up and and made it up in and bed. drink it. Yeah. Okay. Can can I add salt to it? For me? Oh
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I can't stand that'll the aggravate smell. that salt will aggravate that ulcer though.
1: Oh, true. Okay, so we don't want to do that. All right. Well, why some people think that you can just like gargle with salt water and that'll help.
2: I, I don't know when I had, so I have this really weird thing going on in my mouth right now too. I haven't exactly figured out what it is, but, um, my whole tongue broke out in, um, ulcers or canker sores or whatever you want to call them. I think it's cause
1: you've been washing your mouth. That with soap because you've been cursing and calling people stupid. And so you need to wash them out. That was soap. And that's, what's happening with you.
2: Well, the Merc soul (laughs) actually one dose knocked it out. I've continued to take it because it's continues to get better, but I had one that was huge and like bright red. Um, even I could see it in the mirror without my glasses, even on, I mean, it was like huge. And, um, One dose took care of it, but uh, I, I don't know what's going on with that, but, um, one dose of what again, Merck soul, that, that I told you to give him that you said he said was helping. Yeah, it
1: was. And then all of a sudden, so I was like, okay, what are you doing to aggravate your, your mouth?
2: Yeah. So there's something, um, either we need to switch to a different, another remedy or a higher potency or more often, or, um, Give him some arsenicum. Okay. I think you already have some of that. Arsenicum album, 200, give him that. Yeah, I do. I do. And it's just. In addition to the Merc Soul. Tell him to take both twice a day.
1: Well, did you ever figure out what was causing yours?
2: No, but that combination has made a huge difference. It's helped tremendously. How long did it take
1: you from the time that you got this to the time it got gone?
2: Well, it's not gone yet, but there was, uh, um, that one that was super bad. Uh, one dose that was, that was like invisible and not painful in like two hours. Wow. Um, but. My whole, like I said, my whole tongue was broke out in them. They just, none of them were quite as bad as that one. So I'm continuing to take those two things. And the whole inside of my mouth has been like numb. And, um, you know how, when you drink coffee and it's too hot and you burn your mouth, Mm -hmm. my mouth has felt like that for like three weeks consistently. And so everything tastes funny. And, um, it's my tongue swelled it it has been weird but and you know it's always like this one it's you or or one of your own your your mind turns to mush and it took me like two and a half three weeks before i'm like oh i should like repertorize that and see 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 what i should take
1: (laughs) you haven't been kibble have you
2: no, but I can imagine that's what it feels like. Geez.
1: Um well, don't you think that there's a possibility that there's something in our food that, that there's something,
2: but it came on like immediately and it hasn't gone away. The shingles of the tongue. Something like that. <laughs> shingles of the tongue. Well, it started with my lips and it was like they were they felt incredibly chapped, but they weren't visibly chapped. But they were really painful, you know.
0: So, you gotta
2: check around.
1: Check around where you live and see if anybody else got problems like that. It's like it is weird. It is weird. But but, um, you you gonna start consulting with pet parents on their health as well as their pets, right? In homeopathy.
2: Yeah, I, I I can, and I um, I'll be graduating mastery here in a month and a half and um yeah, I think I should cuz you know, all of us have have things going on and a lot of times you know, people call me about their dog, but a lot of times their dog is reflecting something going on with them. So,
1: well, my dogs are perfect, so <laughs> I'm just saying no, uh, besides Asa's Asa's bum knee, but I I will tell you that I you know because I've done that I've done that CBD on and off, but when I gave her this CBD that you told me about, I, I'm just amazed. I, I at how good she seems to feel. How much better, she's doing. That's good. That's great. Yeah, like last night we were. Uh, it was. It, um, we had some people over, and she was walking underneath the table, and I was like, "You never do that!" Wow, she's like doing these things that she's she hasn't done in years. Well, that's awesome. I know. I was like, "What? What's happening?" And uh, you know that I can contribute it to that because
0: that's the only thing you changed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say that to me all the time though. They're like, "Well, this is the only thing that's changed." Now, I will say this. I have um on on my on my deck and we have French doors that go out to our deck where our dogs can just walk right out there. And I have a planter, a long planter of herbs. And I can't really tell you what all the herbs are. Because, and and this is why because I got this from a neighbor who moved four years ago, and I have weathered it over every year. Now, I do know there's mint in there because I can smell it. And Lazzie will take her face, and I will, I am not kidding you, she will rub it back and forth and back and forth on all of those herbs. And then Asta, she just eats them.
0: Yeah, so they're self medicating. Yeah, that's so there's just, something there. I
1: I just leave it there for
0: them. Yeah, but. that's
2: that's actually is a good idea too. People can well, not a lot of people, but some people will plant edible and medicinal grasses and herbs and things in their yard so that their dog can pick and choose like that. Yeah. They they love it. They love yeah. it. Well, it's the more natural state to be able to do that. Horses are like that too on pasture. They'll, and cows, they'll pick and choose different weeds and different herbs and different grasses.
1: Hey, you're a big horse person, used to do all the, the riding and everything. I have to tell you this story before we go. So, our daughter, and uh, who's a vet, and her husband. We're taking care of these horses and they have been taking care of these horses for a woman who rescued them um many for many years and she would she would pay them she's in uh arizona and uh they're in colorado well the and and it was a, a male and a, and a female and they were like a married couple and that's what everybody said about these horses that they were a married <laughs> couple because they were together all the time. All the time. Right? Well, the female's 34. Holy moly. 34. And she finally was to the point that they had to put her down. So they took her to the, the field, and this sounds terrible, guys, but shot her. Okay, because they're on a big farm.
2: Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the more humane ways to do with a horse. If you know how to do it. No, wait, uh, let me, let me reverse it. It was
1: the male. It was the male and the and And um, they said when they took the male, the female was about to kick the barn down to get to him. And she then knew
2: what was going on.
1: Well, she did, because after that, they let her out and she went and stood over his body for days
0: For days.
2: Yeah, they grieve like they grieve just like we do. Isn't they get over it faster and they move on? But they have they have relationships and bonds, and that's you know, not so much with dogs, but with horses. You know, people buy and sell horses all the time. Can you imagine what that's like when when a horse gets attached to his pasture mates or his stable mates, and he has his life one way or another, and the person gets mad, and moves to a different barn, or um. You know, goes to or they sell them or something like that. So not only do they have to bond with another person, they have to make, they have to re, uh, remake all those relationships with. I mean, can you imagine what that would be like? Well, what about the wild, the wild mustangs? Well, they're they stay in the same herd their whole life, unless What's what except I said? for the yeah,
1: bachelors, yeah. And then so, they, and then somebody comes and says, oh, we're going to take this mustang and we're going to train them, and the government's going to give you money to train this one and do all this kind of.
0: Stuff and you and you really break up that family.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's sad, really. And but, I kind of I have real mixed. This is another reason why I have really mixed feelings about foster dogs because. I well, we won't go into the whole rescue thing, but, um,
0: you know, they.
2: And it's just kind of like there's not a good answer, but, you know, they go live in somebody's home. They get attached to the people. They get attacked. And people that foster dogs always have, you know, at least five, usually somewhere between five and ten dogs in the house at a time. And usually at least four of them are their own, you know, permanent residents. So these dogs, um, they make a home with this family and this these people and the dogs that live there, and then they get moved out. And, you know, sometimes they go from foster to foster to foster. Um, And, I mean, it's...
0: I just can't imagine what
2: the kind of grief and stress and sadness and stuff that goes on with that. I mean, it's bad enough when they... And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it or anything like that. I'm just saying to be cognizant of the emotional stresses that it puts on the animal, you know. And the same when somebody adopts a dog and has to bring them back, you know, like um, they'll go home with somebody and then they end up coming back. And it's the same kind of it makes them just a little bit more unadoptable every time that happens. and. A lot of people just don't take any of that into consideration or sympathize with it at all and I don't know it's really sad to me, yeah, there's again, that. I'm not saying that it's wrong or don't do it or anything like that. I'm just saying be aware that they have those they make those attachments and have those emotions too, and you kind of have to um try to help them work through that kind of stuff, yeah yeah it's very
1: it's it's very hard it's very hard there's a lot of, and and i think we forget about that how attached dogs are you know and i i really when 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 asta goes because Lazi, i mean she is her protector one bark comes out of her mouth and she is running to find out where asta is and, and what the problem is yeah R- right and um so it, it will be interesting. It will be very interesting um, when, when she passes on. I tell you what, the puppy was here with my brother. And whoa, L- Lossie's so great with puppies. And this <laughs> was a five-month-old Lab who really just held on to the side of her face, you know, held on to her fur on <laughs> her face and chased her down. And for those 11 days that the puppy was here, um, Lazzie only really told the puppy one time, and it was a female puppy as well to stop. she was like i'm- mm-hmm. t- you know i'm tired you're you're getting on my very last fur nerve and um but she was great, i mean, but man, they they uh they played and played and played, and i I don't see any kind of depression in Lazzie that the puppy is gone but she's certainly not getting to play like she was you know
2: because man it was like well that's that's a little different i mean she knew that that was a visitor yeah you have enough visiting dogs you know keep um your kids dogs and all that often enough she she knows the difference but but yeah it's kind of like being Auntie Lousy.
1: Auntie Lossie. That's right. She's a great. She's great. Yeah. I guess they feel the energy. It's like, well, they're not here. Their energy is gone. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, the question is going to be how will she know that Asta has passed or if she's just visiting someone else? She'll <laughs> know. Yeah. They know. They're smart. They're smart.
2: I mean, if she passes at home, Lossie will be there. Right. And if you have to help things along, you know, they have in home in home yep. vets that do that and she'll be there then. Well, our <laughs> daughter's
1: a vet, so kind of easy right. to do that. Well, I tell you what else is smart, and that is Neely Piazza. And uh Neely can help you and your pet. Um and and maybe even call to attention things like turmeric that is advantageous for your dog. Because I believe that all pet parents, except for those who feed and kibble. (laughs) And then we're gonna be like, you're kibble shaming people out there. You're shaming them. No, we're just saying that your dog's not gonna be
2: I I don't have any problem kibble shaming somebody. (laughs) There's I don't I don't even I don't know why that that's like saying that uh the anti vax label is derogatory. How is that derogatory? Right? I mean, truth is truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, kibble is crap.
1: Kibble is crap. Kibble is crap. It always has been, always will be. Always will be. And, and uh, you it's can- just the
2: way it is. And you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna feed it, that's you know, that's up to, that's totally up to you. But that doesn't mean I I'm not gonna if you ask me, I'm not gonna tell you the truth about it. I'm just not like I'm gonna You know, I mean, some of my, actually, even though friends don't let friends feed kibble, I have a few friends that do and
0: they know better, but, you know, Mm -hmm. and they know, they know, but like, well, this is what I'm doing because of this. And okay. Okay, uh-huh. but you know, when your dog's unwell, um, yeah, we can yeah, help
1: exactly. you get. We can help you get out of that rabbit hole and off that merry-go-round. That's right. Yeah. So you want to contact Neely Piazza Whole W H O L E Whole Animal You can also find her in my expert section. Uh, when you send an email, say I got to talk to Neely or go in. And the best thing to do is go in, click on her section in our experts section, and then fill out that, that um, questionnaire. That will help her immensely. And then you can get going on, uh, on, on getting your dog in, in great shape. Hey, one other thing, Niels. Dr. Ian Billinghurst has agreed to come on the Raw Dog Food Truth podcast. Isn't that cool?
2: That's fantastic. I love Dr. B. Dr. B. His- did his master course and all that stuff.
1: So I you're going to be, so be on it uh, with me. So we're working out the details right now because he is in Sydney, Australia. So, and if you guys want to do a little research on Dr. Ian Billinghurst, as we call him sort of the father of raw, right? Back in mm-hmm. I think 1993 is kind of when it all exploded. And he talks about BARF and he has a different name for that acronym. Bones and raw food. Raw food. So some other people have called it biologically, biologically all... appro-
2: appropriate raw feeding. Yeah,
1: right. So, but anyway, this is going to be a great, great podcast.
2: He tell him who tell him the books he wrote. So he wrote the Barf Method and Give Your Dog a Bone and Pointing the Bone at Cancer and
1: feed
2: Yeah, Your Pup Bones and stuff like that. So. He's written a lot of um really and actually when I started feeding raw his barf book i i didn't read i didn't read it at the very beginning, but it was one of the only only ones that was out
1: yeah his his website guys is dr ian i a n billinghurst dot com Dr. Ian Billinghurst.com. So you, you'll be able to, to read about that. And uh, Neely and I will be on with Dr. Billinghurst because you've been in his master class. And we're going to talk about just how easy it is to feed a species-appropriate diet. And yeah. I I hope that we can uh, take away some of these notions that it has to be difficult to do.
2: He'll tell you straight up that AFCO is a joke. He him and um he's been saying it forever and the whole he says the same thing I do about um AFCO and complete and balanced nonsense and all that stuff. And and you know, it's been very validating too with Dr. Brady coming on the scene because there's a more current player that is saying the same thing and I'm like, Man guys, I've been saying that forever <laughs> All right, everybody, get over to wholeanimalwellness.com
1: or find Neely in my expert section. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. It is not hard. It doesn't matter where you start. But if you need a recommendation, I will give it to you or our customer service will give it to you. It doesn't really matter. Um, We just need to get your dog off of the processed chemical soup that they're on um, and then help you to get their gut what and
2: keep them out of the vet's office
1: yeah 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 so um yeah it, it's expensive we talked about that with dr jacek and just it's dangerous yeah 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 that too and uh but just the the money right that it that it costs if, if you have to do surgery on your dog you're going to be in for six to ten thousand dollars minimum holy moly yeah
2: yeah come on people i'm cheap
1: <laughs> no You're not cheap. You just want to put your money where you can get the biggest bang for the buck. And that is homeopathy, great supplementation and fresh raw food, not cooked. Okay, not cooked, not roasted. (laughs) (laughs) Raw is raw. Raw is raw. I don't know. I don't know. Raw, raw. bitch trying to change the definition of raw. You know, they're changing a lot of definitions today. And de- they're trying to change the definition of raw to kibble. And I'm like, we're not going to let that happen. Yeah. We're not, not let it happen. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tell everybody about the raw dog food truth. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely Piazza?
2: Friends don't let Friends feed kibble. Oh, snap. Snap.
1: Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble, and where your pet's
0: health is our business. Just snap. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.